Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Welcome to Inside DJ's DVR. That's right, you got DJ Tim Hines here, inside your ear, bringing you another episode. We've reached the Dirty Dozen, 12 episodes, I can't believe it. I'm pretty happy, uh, you know, it's a, it's quite an experience to be doing this and to have interaction with some audience and to uh have my own podcast it's kind of fun it's it's not kind of fun it is fun and it's uh a good release a good way to talk good way to meet new people good way to see new shows and you know the deal part of the dvr podcast network you know it's a wonderful network we got a lot of podcasts on there there's a lot of one-off podcasts if you follow us on patreon that's patreon.com slash DVR, where we give you some exclusives for Patreon subscribers. Um, even if you, you don't donate, you know, sign up and, and like the, the page and you'll find out all the new stuff that's out. And, you know, when it's about to drop on your uh, podcatcher, no matter what you use, iTunes podcast app or Stitcher or Android stuff or stuff I don't know about because I'm an iPhone guy for like a 10 years, so... You know, that's all I use, but it's where I'm at, doing the show, bringing it back. It's been a little bit, watched some stuff, and got some stuff to talk about. So, uh, last episode, talked a little bit about some uh, food. I got a little feedback from Sandra, and she said, maybe, you know, uh, discuss that and discuss a little bit about you more. And people like that stuff. And I was like, cool. I'm like, all right. You know, I was thinking, why is this like, you know, am I talking about myself so much? But apparently uh, people like to know the host of the show they're listening to. And I, I kind of agree because when I listen to shows, if you know, it feels like almost, you know, shows that I've been listening to for a while. It feels like I'm hanging out with friends. So you guys are my friends and I'm letting you in. So you hear inside DJ's DVR, the brain, the cranium inside my head, the things that I've digitally recorded. Well, I guess it's analog because it's my brain, but we're living in the digital age, so I'm sure I'll have some kind of chips in there. But yes, the DVR is metaphoric for everything that I absorb entertainment-wise. Could be music, could be television, could be film, could be street art, could be anything. I'm going to talk about it. And bring it to you guys. If I find it interesting, I'm going to talk about it. If I don't, I might rag on it and still talk about it. But that's what we got. We got the show. I'm here, mid-December. Yesterday was the first night of Hanukkah. Anybody out there that celebrates celebrates Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to you. May you and your family have much joy, good health, and blessings. We got Christmas coming up. Everybody out there celebrates. Celebrates. I can't say that word. I don't know what's what's up with me. I'm tongue-tied tonight. Anybody out there who celebrates Christmas, may you have a Merry Christmas. Anybody out there that celebrates Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. Any other holidays I'm not aware of that's taking place in this cold time. Well, where I'm at, it's cold. You might be in the Southern Hemisphere where it's nice and warm or near the equator or wherever you're at. But where I'm at, New York, it's cold. And during this cold time, this December, many holidays happen and uh, happy holidays. If I don't get another pod out before the new year, which is pretty unlikely. I'm, I mean, I'm anticipating doing another pod before the new year. But if I don't, 
have a great now you know what i'm not even gonna do it because i'm gonna do one this way i commit this way i don't let you guys down so yeah you're here rocking with the dj chilling in my studio got the mic on computer up little notes out not too much notes just a list of what i watched i didn't get too heavy into the notes because i didn't watch anything too heavy but i'm gonna talk about some stuff so we'll talk about that a little bit. Gotcha. You guys are already like, yeah, TV, TV. Well, I'm going to talk about me for a little bit before I get into that. So I'm in New York my whole life, born in Queens, which is part of New York City, which is a outer borough. When people, uh, you know, from around here refer to the city, we usually just refer to Manhattan, which is the island in the center of the five boroughs that, you know, make up. Uh, New York City, which is Manhattan, Staten Island, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens. And now Brooklyn and Queens are kind of on what would be considered Long Island, but people from Brooklyn and Queens don't consider themselves from Long Island. And I myself live out here on Long Island. So to put it into perspective, I'm about 30 miles away from Manhattan. And you say, oh, 30 miles, that ain't bad. Well, 30 miles in New York, depending on the time of day, could take anywhere from 55 minutes to two and a half hours. Possibly longer if there's something going on, but it's uh, pretty congested. So I'm out here in the suburbs, which for some people who live in the suburbs might laugh and think this is kind of like not really the suburbs, but... For over here in New York, it's considered the suburbs. It's uh, pretty packed out. We got a few million people in the county that I live in here. And uh, people all over. I was born in Queens. Got my roots out there. And uh, I represent Queens. I was raised out in Long Island. If you guys know what song that is, hit me up. Private message. Say, I got your song. I know where you quoted that from. Half quote from the artist. Half quote from me. You know, that's how I do. But uh, New York is cool. You know, a lot of people see it on TV and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. And look at all these wonderful stores in Times Square. It's cool. If you come here as a, you know, on a vacation, it, there's a lot going on. It's a bit of a pain in the ass na uh, to navigate around because there's a lot of cool stuff happening in Brooklyn, a lot of cool stuff to see in Queens, a lot of cool stuff in, in the Bronx. I, I can't really say much about Staten Island except that that's how you drive through to get to Jersey. But other than that, I mean, Manhattan's where it's at. You got everything and you have just about everything you could ever want. But the problem is it's a little spaced out and people come here traveling by car and it's a nightmare because you can't park anywhere in Manhattan at certain times during the day. You got to go like a hundred blocks up and it's bananas. So it's a bit of a pain. Uh, you come here, you know, I would expect bring a good amount of money just for traveling and expect some travel time because you got subways and cabs and no matter what you take, it's just always congested. Subways, you know, they, they, you're either taking a train that stops at every stop and it's going to take a while or you're going to hop in a cab and there's going to be traffic everywhere. Just takes a while to get around. And people are like, oh, I want to go to this museum, then I want to go to this place. And they're not close. Things are, there's a lot of stuff. But that being said, that might be the only drawback I would I would have to say about 
this awesome city that I live just outside of. And the best part is the diversity. Diversity in any form of the word. Whatever you could think of, it's diverse. You like music? Diverse. Every style, every genre, every kind. You want live music, you want recorded music, you want DJ played music, you want cover band music, you want jukebox music, whatever you want. It's here. Any style, any form. You want dancing? Forget it. You you could go any style dancing you want, any time of day, at night. They got dance yoga in the mornings at certain clubs and all crazy stuff. Anything you want to do is here. You want to read? There's crazy good libraries. You want to buy books? There's so many good bookstores, old school bookstores. You want to see museums? We have so many. I I, I like to go to museums. So, um, you know, I've been to quite a few, but there's little museums for weirdo things that I never even heard about, which I probably like to go to, but just there's, there's just so much. Um, I don't even know if like, a you know, tour guide would even have it all because there's so many things that's constantly updating and happening. Then you got Broadway, which is fun. Um, a lot of people, you know, hear about Broadway and hear all these cool shows and all these stars getting their start on the, on the stage. And they're all small, small uh, venues. Maybe I would say the biggest one probably holds maybe 1500, 2000. And I, I might be off, but like, there's so many cool shows and they're always changing. Broadway's fun. You get, sometimes you get a glimpse of an actor in a way he wouldn't or she wouldn't perform on screen. Uh, sometimes you have actors that are just phenomenal on, on stage that don't even do TV. Um, so that, that's a, a fun thing to do. You know, a lot of these things are, are considered touristy things, but you know, when you live out here, you really got to take advantage of it. If you live in New York, you don't do stuff out here. It, it, you know, it, I feel bad for you because there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff outside of New York, you know, half hour outside of the city where, you know, I shouldn't say half hour because you might still be in the city, but you know, 30 miles outside the city, 40 miles outside the city. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff to do. My favorite part of the city is the nightlife. I'm a club guy. You guys know there's a DJ in front of my name, DJ Tim Hines. I'm, love clubs, love live music. I love anything. I go to blues shows. I go to house clubs, techno clubs, uh, you, you name it, I'll go. Spanish clubs, you get the salsa, the merengue, some bachata, uh, cumbia. You go to hip-hop clubs. Whatever you're into, there's clubs. There's big clubs, like mega clubs, 4,000 people. Then there's smaller clubs with, you know, 2,000 people. Then you got lounges, the bougie lounges. If you want to see some celebs or spend some money on popping bottles and getting tables, whatever you're into. You want to dress it up, you want to dress it down, you want to go throw it down in a mosh pit, it's all here. And that's one, I mean, just tremendously beautiful thing that I love about New York. Uh, there's a lot of film that's happening here now. You know, we've always said Silver Cup Studios, but there's a lot more film being recorded here and produced here and made here. Uh, one of our great friends of the DVR Podcast Network, Shadow Cat. She's a film editor. She lives out in Brooklyn, does her thing out here, gives her, you know, some creative freedom. There's a lot of creative people out here. It's just, it's a fun atmosphere. You know, you, you could definitely 
not make it fun and, and harp on all the negativity and all the times people honking on the road and giving you the finger. You know, if you're not from around here, it's a little aggressive. Well, it's a lot aggressive. It's very aggressive. Um, you got to be ready to just deal with it and shrug it off. You know, I, I go to, you know, a lot of places outside of New York and everybody's so friendly and it's like culture shock. And I'm like, I love it, but like, I, I, you know, I always got my defenses up ready to like, you know, just give the stank eye or whatever I got to do or like, you know, throw down if necessary. But that's on rare occasions. I'm not really too violent, you know, but I definitely have some verbal, uh, let's say not arguments, but some verbal skills that I, linguistic skills that I can pop out on people. I'm a, we have this built in sarcasm out here in New York that will just like shred people up. But yeah, that's New York. New York's dope. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to say I've done a lot, but I probably, if I could put a list together of all the stuff there is to do, I probably just scratch the surface. And I, you know, I'm almost 40. Well, you know what? I'm high thirties. I don't even want to say I'm almost 40. Cause that, that sucks. I got the hell out of a 40 year old, but I got the hell out of a 70 year old, but such is life. But yes, New York city is cool. And, uh, that was by, you know, request to tap in a little bit about the city. I could go in more, uh, you know, maybe a little bit down the line. I've gone to a lot of concerts. Maybe one day I'll break out all the stubs and talk about concerts. Um, I'm still constantly going out like, you know, sometimes it sucks. I'm going out by myself now because finding a crew when you're old is tough. But if I got to go and it's something I want to see, I'll go out by myself. No, no big deal. I'll see a movie by myself. I thought it was weird 10 years ago. People, I would have laughed at somebody until I went to a movie by myself and I enjoyed it. So don't knock it till you try it. Don't read a book by its cover. No, wait, don't. Don't judge a book, but you know what? Don't even read books. Books are boring. I don't like books. They put me to sleep, but I like TV. I like film. I like movies. I like you guys. Thank you for listening and paying attention to all this nonsense I'm spitting, but I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm bringing it to you guys. Raw and uncut DJ Tim Hines style. So yeah, um, that's the New York stuff. Yeah, I love it. New York's dope. And uh, it's fun living here. Right now I'm getting texted by Axel. Oh, yeah. So it looks like it's affirmative. We're going to be doing the Mr. Robot podcast. So it's uh, probably going to be a DVR exclusive uh, for the Patreon um, members. But we'll, you know, maybe do a re-release later on, you know, in the week or two after for our fans that's right i say our fans our fans at dj's dvr inside dj's dvr you me all the people that listen maybe we'll bring it out and i'll put it on my feed but gotta check with the boss see how that flies but yeah we're gonna be doing a mr robot podcast so when i get into mr robot i'm just gonna kind of like you know i'll skim through it a little bit because i'm gonna give the heavy stuff on the podcast we'll be recording later in the week after the finale airs so yeah you know if you figured it out we're uh, around december 13th tonight mr robot comes on we'll be watching that and uh bring you that podcast so that's a little 
I guess breaking news because I just got the confirmation text and I'm here live with you guys and I'm like, you know what? I'm not editing that in and going to check my phone. I'm going to do it on live on the air. So we're going in. I'm, you guys are getting a you know, nice little inside DJ's brain. Told you about my surroundings. Told you guys about what I like, my sports teams, the past few shows. I feel, uh, feel comfortable with you guys. You guys are a great audience and I, I'm very happy that I'm able to talk to you. And I hope you're digging what I'm putting out there. I hope you, you're feeling the kind of dude I am and, you know, the kind of vibes I work with and people I rock with. And maybe you could, you know, tell a little bit about me from the stories I'm telling. So one other thing that I had requested from uh, Sandra was about eating. Oh, man, eating is a crazy subject. I don't want to offend anyone or put anyone down or like make you feel bad or think your eating habits are wrong, but they're definitely never going to line up with mine. I could probably say anybody listening to this podcast would think I'm nuts the way I eat. And anyone who has children would probably be like right in line with the way I eat. So, I'll give you a little bit of breakdown about how I eat, my eating habits, my diet, and my love of food, or my love of living, because food makes me live. So, that's it. That's the main principle of my diet. Food makes me survive. That's like the only thing I need to know. So, I really don't get enjoyment from food. I I, I eat because I have to. Obviously, if I don't eat, I'll die. I've tried to find some supplements to add to my diet that I take in the morning that work for me. Um, I know there's a lot of supplements out there that are terrible for you, but I take some vitamins, but not too many. Um, Just a couple that, that I feel will help. But my eating habits are ridiculous. It's like a child and a bird mixed together. So my main food groups are pizza, candy, hamburgers. It's about right. Pizza, candy, and hamburgers. Um, Anybody out there listening who listens to the podcast, What Up Doe, from the boys in Detroit, might know about the food podcast we were going to do. And my food of choice that I always rep from my my area, my, my hood, my zone, New York has the best pizza. I'm sorry, Chicago and Italy and wherever the hell else you think has good pizza. I'm happy for you. Your pizza looks good. It's probably really nice, but there is nothing like a good thin slice of New York pizza with the little crisp on the bottom. You fold it in half. You get the nice sweet sauce with the light cheese on top. It's just so good. New York pizza is the best. And what I'm telling you, in New York City, two blocks, four pizzerias. No joke. Everywhere in New York City, just about. Maybe like not on the outskirts of the city where there's like a little bit of residential where it starts to like almost hit the suburbs where I live out here in Long Island. But out here where I live in Long Island, every two miles, four pizzerias. So it's not as condensed, but you got pizzerias out the yin-yang out here. And I love it. I love, I'll go to any pizzeria. I'll eat them, try them. Some of them suck. 
but I think the ones that suck here are probably still better than the stuff you're buying at your 7-Eleven or your gas station or wherever the hell you get your pizza. Not to disrespect your city, but I love pizza out here. So you get out here, you be, eat pizza. That's another New York thing I should have talked about in the New York thing, but pizza's phenomenal. I love it. That being said, pizza consists of cheese. It's a weird thing for me, but I don't eat cheese. Pizza and chicken parmesan are the two things in this world that I'll eat cheese on. Other than that, I don't mess with cheese. I don't like cheese. I kind of have a thing against cheese. But I can't preach my non-cheese ways because I'm hypocritically in love with pizza. So I can't explain it. But that pizza mozzarella cheese or that, that, that mozzarella that goes on the chicken parm... I don't know if it's like because it's cold cut, produced, whatever, like just mashed up, not really authentic. I don't like fresh mozzarella, but that like fake stuff, that cold cutty stuff that you put on pizza is the best. But I don't eat cheese. So that's my thing. I don't eat cheese. That's one of my weird things. Let's see another weird thing. I do not eat vegetables. I eat green leafy stuff. Don't fuss with vegetables. I used to think I ate vegetables because I like corn. Until I found out corn is actually a starch, not a vegetable. So I really only mess with leaves. I mess with lettuce, romaine lettuce, green leaf lettuce, Boston lettuce. I mean, I'll eat all types of lettuce. I'll eat baby spinach. I like baby spinach. That's good stuff. I'll eat any crunchy lettucey thing. I'll eat a cucumber a little bit. I do not eat any other vegetables. No joke. Maybe I'll have scallions, which is also known as a green onion, in like some soup or a dish, like a Chinese food dish or something. But I don't go out of my way to eat it. But it's still green and leafy. But yeah, I don't I don't mess with, with no 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 vegetables. I don't like them. They make me gag and it's nasty. You don't want to hear about that. So now I don't eat vegetables. I like pizza, but no cheese. But I like pizza cheese. I like hamburgers. No cheese. Definitely not cheese. Never a cheeseburger. Ever, ever, ever. And what do I put on my hamburger? Ketchup. What else? Nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Maybe sometimes bacon, but very rarely. Nothing else. I'm a burger purist. I like the beef, the bun, a little bit of ketchup. That's the way I do it. Sometimes if I've had the burger many times, I'll throw some fries on the burger bun on the bottom. But that's like... Sometimes. Never cheese. Never what I call the devil's condiment, which would be mayonnaise. Never, ever, ever, ever that. That's the worst thing ever. It's disgusting looking. Disgusting sounding what's in it. The word's weird. The fact that only one brand, Hellman's, makes the one that people like the best is weird to me. I just don't mess with mayonnaise. I don't mess with mustard. I don't mess with relish. I don't mess with... Give me a condiment. Say it. I don't mess with it. I mess with one condiment. Ketchup. If you consider salt and, well, salt and pepper is spice, so they're not a condiment. Ketchup, only condiment. Any, that goes on anything. Alright, so I talked about those. So now we got burgers out of the way. Pizza out of the way. My chicken parm out of the way. What else do I like? I like Chinese food. I, like, I usually do the white rice because... They always put weird shit in the 
fried rice unless it's a place I know. I only in my fried rice I do the I'll eat those bean sprouts. I'll eat the little pieces of scrambled egg. I'll mess with the peas. Uh gross me out. So if they put peas in the fried rice, I'm out. But I usually do white rice. I like a lot of different kinds of meats in the Chinese food area. I'll do beef, you know, all different kinds. I'll do different kinds of chicken. I used to love General Tso's. Then I realized the scam they pulled on you when you actually cut open a piece of that General Tso chicken and you look inside and the chicken looks like it's the size of your pinky nail on your toe. It's terrible. That little tiny sliver of nail is like the only piece of chicken I found out. It's like a scam. They just coat that up with that breading and that yummy sweet and hot sauce and then trick you so i don't mess with general sows really unless it's like some nice place that someone recommends but even then i'll just try a piece of someone's but very rarely because there's so many other good dishes so chinese food is one of my favorite genres of food if how you if that's a, a thing um i like italian food but really only chicken parm and pizza so you know it's really i mean i eat pasta and that but i don't really mess with nothing else uh weird ass eater i'm really banged out in the head i don't mess with vegetables i don't mess with potatoes unless they're fried from france french fried potatoes the only way i roll you show me mashed potatoes i'm gonna push them away you show me baked potato push it away tell me you're gonna load it with all types of stuff i'm pushing it back i don't mess with potatoes so i like them french fried but that leads to me to my next thing i pretty much like everything that's fried you deep fry it i'll try it um so yeah, I'm a whack job. I like children's food. I go to a wedding. My friends are like, yeah, you know, this guy's having the wedding and yo, it's $150 a plate or it's $190 a plate. It's crazy. This food's so good at this place. Guess what I do? I pull the waiter aside. I say, hey, listen, you guys have a kid's menu? They're like, yeah. I'm like, let me get the chicken fingers and fries, please. They go, you sure? I go, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Bang. Everybody's meal comes out. Tim Hines eating chicken fingers and fries at a fancy wedding. But guess what? I'm looking across the table at this guy eating his chicken cordon blue, And he's like, looking at me like, yo, how'd you get that? I'm like, I asked for it. And they're like, oh, man, I would have definitely liked that. Oh, uh. so, you know, I DJed at many catering halls in my lifetime. I know that they got stuff on hand in the back. And if they don't try it, but if they don't, that sucks. Eat the, eat the, eat the, whatever, the, whatever. Yeah, I don't fuck with vegetables. I don't fuck with really any kind of fruit. That's another thing that sucks. I eat apples. That's it. Apples. I'll drink the juice of fruits. I like fruit punch, which is like sugar. Um, I like orange juice. I like apple juice. I like, I guess like, I don't know, like a mixed fruit juice. But I don't really mess with fruit. So... Right off the bat, I'm pretty much a carnivore. Um, I don't really like milk. I don't. I have milk when only necessary, and we get the lowest percent, like two percent, I think, what they make. Um, I only put that on cereal. Now I don't mess with milk. Again, that's kind of tied into the cheese thing. If you guys dig in this food talk, I'll go into that more in greater detail. If you guys let me know. Because obviously that filet of fish campaign didn't work. So we'll see how this food thing works. But yeah, I'm, I'm real picky. But I like candy. So 
it's hard drawback. Like if you told me tomorrow that I would never have to eat again, if I could eat three magic pills a day that give me every piece of nutrients that I need, I would eat those three pills and give up candy. That's a hard, that's a big deal for me because I just don't enjoy eating. I know that a lot of people love it. A lot of people live for it. They become chefs for themselves, because for their family. And that's awesome. I'm so happy you do if you do that, if you live that lifestyle. I particularly don't care for food. I love the process. I love the making of food, the, the ingredients that go into it. That to me is fun. I like I, I would I like cooking more than eating. Um, I respect food though. But what I like the the most about food is that it's communal. That food brings people together. So as much as I would like to take those three magic pills that have all the nutrients in them, I don't want to throw away the opportunity to go out and enjoy a meal with friends or family or coworkers or my love or someone I don't know that is sitting next to at a diner on a, on a stool that maybe, you know, you're talking to, uh, you know, that's the part that's the best of it. That's, that's, the most fun part. You're sitting around, hanging out, having a meal, sharing some time. Time is the most valuable commodity we have. And uh, that's the only part I really, really like about food. The preparation and the, I guess, the camaraderie. But yeah, food and me are definitely strange friends. I don't even know if we're friends. We might be acquaintances. But that's how I roll. So, you know, if it's sweet, I eat. If it's fancy, I dancey away. <laughs> Made that up right now. So I hope you didn't think I've been using that for a while. So, yeah. All right. You guys got into me. Holy cow. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm boring you guys. I hope you didn't fast forward. I hope you didn't unsubscribe. But speaking of subscribing, let's get back to that little promotion stuff please subscribe go to itunes stitcher Podfeed, whatever you get your stuff from subscribe to the podcast so you get it every week that i put it out haha <laughs> like i said that every week that i put it out so it's not guaranteed as every week but it's every week that i put it out because i'm going to put it out during a week so little uh if i was a tv screen it would be like i would be an asterisk with tiny 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 point one font size print but yeah, that's it. So you know what? Please subscribe, leave feedback, go to go to the patreon.com slash DVR, check out our shows. Hit me up personally at DJ DVR Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, DJ DVR Podcast. Got a nice little page there. Hit me up on email if you don't want to make it public. DJ DVR Podcast at gmail.com. I'm all over, everywhere. Thanks to the good people at DVRpodcast.com. They helped me set it up. That that DVR Podcast Network is your premier source for podcasting within our community. See, another one I could like, you know, it is the premier source. I didn't really lie. Like I'm, I'm hitting them good here. I'm, 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 uh, I'm making the lawyers proud. They're like, you know, they don't have to scold me and say, you got to take that out. You can't say that. Oh my God, we're going to get sued. Copyright infringement. None of that shit. I'm pretty cool. I'm right now. I'm, I'm smooth sailing. There's no edit points. I mean, I'm bringing it to you guys because I, you know, I like it. I mean, I'm in the groove. 
<sighs> a little singing time. Get into the groove. All right, that's it. Another one party bonus. Name that artist of the original tune. Let's do it. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for Grab the Remote and Press Play. All right, let's get into it. The reason we're here, the real reason, TV and film, and the things that we've seen. And I, Well, really, I've seen. That's what I'm going to talk about, because I don't know what you've seen, so I can't talk about that. <sighs> I watched a few movies, a couple movies. I didn't watch a few. I watched uh, some news. I watched some normal Jesus and Miro. Uh, actually, tonight's episode had a good interview with Seth Rogen. Uh, there was a few in- good interviews in there. I didn't write them down, because... I don't know, figured it's kind of boring, and I'm hoping I, I turned you on to the show enough to watch it, and, uh, you know, it, it, the show's so fast and funny and different clips that it's too much to actually jot down and talk about, because they already did and made much better points than I would have, because they're funny as hell, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the rise, I'm trying to be funny, but not really on this show, I haven't given you too many jokes, too many bad jokes. Uh, but yeah, I, I usually am, I'm good with those sarcastic zingers, but, uh, let's talk about some shows. So what I, what did I watch? Uh, all right, let's get into this one. Watch a two part documentary on HBO called Rolling Stone stories from the edge. It was a four hour show documentary style about the magazine Rolling Stone. It's history, it's development, different artists it covered, the, the rise from San Francisco to New York and the different journalists and the amazing stories that they have to tell. And boy, was I amazed. I really thought it was done well, moved quickly, didn't harp on a lot of points that were, I don't want to, I don't like making a point, but it was just, just a good sort of biography about Rolling Stone. And I enjoyed it very much. I know Axel had watched it and, recommended it on uh, his solo pod that's featured on Patreon. And uh, I was in the middle of watching the first one when he mentioned it and it just took me a little while longer to finish it. But I finished both episodes and I definitely suggest you guys should watch that. That's cool. Covers music, covers a little bit of politics, a little bit of pop culture, just things that move the magazine and the way it kind of evolved and became what it was, but also stayed to its roots, which is pretty awesome. It's still very respected to this day by a lot of people. Yeah, so those were those were two episodes of goodness on HBO. I'm not sure where it might also be available, but I, that's where I saw it. Watched an episode of Gifted uh, called Out Fox, again with the X in the title. Went over a little bit of Reed knowledge that he learned from his father brought it back to the clan and kind of talked to his family about it and you see the brother and sister also knowing this and learning this and finding out that they're through the the paperwork or the internet or however they find out that their uh great grandparents or well one was a grandparent one was a great aunt were a dangerous combo when they were joined together so you see them using that a little bit and getting frightened on the ramifications of what they can do, but also loving the feeling. So that's a that was a very cool part of the show because now you're going to see a little more dilemma 
in the show, a little more uh, choice, like choices they'll have to make where you're going to have to decide and you know what how you would kind of do that and you know what where, where you would stand on it and you know you might disagree with what they're doing or you might say go for it so i like that when it, when they can include different aspects of, of a moral compass like what sh- what should be done and you know you could kind of root or root against for that whole storyline but uh i like where they're going gifted is is to me it, it it's been fun and it, it's done pretty well um you know as far as keeping me interested and keeping me wanting to come back i'm usually you know very skeptical about some of the shows on fox again it's marvel so i'll watch it because it's marvel but um uh yeah the gifted was good this week i actually have another one i think that it was on two nights ago or last night sitting for me in the dvr but i haven't gotten to that one yet maybe uh after i finish recording and on to the next, on to the next. Let's do the Curb finale. Curb Your Enthusiasm was called Fatwa. You finally got to see the play developed. And it was funny as hell. The play stuff was funny. The episode was funny. They brought up more good points of things that Larry could harp on. But as a season I mean, a finale, I, I just, ugh, I don't know. It was turned off. It, it it brought some of the things back, but not all the things, and not in really good ways. You know, it this season had a lot of funny moments that I laughed at where you could see the cast was kind of laughing, and that stuff gets me, but I feel like it might have went a little over the top. But it was a good episode. Uh, overall, the season was excellent. I just didn't enjoy the ending. The finale kind of left me a little flat. I do like reoccurring jokes and I like the whole style of Larry David's humor and his jokes and how they apply. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was very cool to have on. Uh, it was a little silly, you know, certain parts of it, but overall I enjoyed it. So I'm going to, you know, still suggest watching it. If you've been sticking with Curb, you can't not watch it. I just didn't dig it. I'm not really going to go too far into it because I don't know. Nothing really stuck out for me too much. Let's see. What do we talk about next? You know what? Let's do Mr. Robot. So, as I said before, Axel and I will be doing a Mr. Robot season recap when that ends. Season 3 of Mr. Robot. And uh, I just finished watching the last episode. So, I guess it would be the... What they call penultimate season episode. The second to last episode of the season... I liked it. Um, I liked how you see like the little flashback with Terrell of how he was like really a small player and kind of getting peed on. But in the same time, how he's still part of the whole plan from White Rose and the Dark Army. Like this plan that is incredibly intricate and so many moving parts has been going on for so long and been orchestrated for so long. So that I love. That whole aspect of the season has been so much fun. And you see, you know, Terrell Wellick, you know, in his early days. And, but, you know, as much as it shows, beats down Terrell a little bit, you, it's more to, you know, bring home the point of that this has been going on for a long time. And you see Angela, she's bugging out still. She is in like 
meltdown mode. She is like living in mess. Everything's disgusting. She's walking around the streets like almost like a hobo with a, a you know shopping cart full of her stuff and just weird. And then someone tries to offer a CD, uh, almost like in season one. I believe it was season one, and I forget the guy's name, but you know it reminded her of that scenario, and she says no because she knows where that CD got her and what trouble that led to. So that was kind of cool, like throwback thing. And you're seeing Angela just kind of break down. Uh, but the main part of the episode was was kind of cool. Now you see Elliot and Mister Robot almost working together because they realize they have a common goal. They're getting played by the Dark Army, they realize that the FBI has a mole and that the Dark Army owns the FBI and they're kind of relaying things back and forth to each other. And you're bouncing around a lot this episode, but it brings a lot together. I, I, I think every episode just brings a lot more together while still bringing up all the social issues that could arise from such a disaster that Elliot and the Dark Army have pulled off. What I really think is is wild is how this whole time, for all seasons, it's been centered around eCoin and this Bitcoin uh, cryptocurrency, you know, from eCorp that has been kind of been set in motion to become very popular. But what's extremely wild is that in real life, we're having this Bitcoin explosion where today Bitcoin closed at 17,500 and change US dollars for one Bitcoin. So you're seeing all these crazy parallels to our society and how all these things could really happen and how easily manipulatable this world is and makes you kind of wonder and if you ever went down the road of a conspiracy theorist of how real it could possibly be and how some of the stuff that sounds so far-fetched could have possibly happened so that's what mr robot just tickles my fancy i like all that stuff and you know and and now you see even darlene with dom she's playing dom because she knows whatever she gives dom whatever happens hooking up with dom is probably the smartest idea because She'll be able to say, well, you know, we hooked up and I'm not really a reliable witness now because I might be doing this on spite and just a smart move on her, her end. And I love Mr. Robot. I, it's very technical, very hard to grasp if you're not paying attention. It's not one of those shows you can sit on your phone and play with Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapcrap, whatever you're on and you know, check out the show. Nah, you got to watch this one. If you miss something, it could really change what you know about the show. So that's where I'm going to go for Mr. Robot, but I am teasing the Axel Foley, DJ Tim Hines, Mr. Robot season extravaganza podcast. It's going to be available on Patreon first. And then if we get enough response from people in the world that want to hear it, that listen to the show, I'll ask the boss man if I can have the rights. So, you know what you got to do. Hit me up. I told you the deets before. At DJ DVR Podcast on Twitter. 
Same on Facebook. DJ DVR Podcast at Gmail. Talk to me, folks. Talk to me, people. Talk to me, children. Talk to me, friends. Let me know what you want from my show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Elliot, Mr. Robot. Crazy, crazy, crazy guys. Where are we going to go to now? Let's see. Looking at the list here. Oh, wild show. We're really, really out there show. It's on Viceland. I've seen it on. I never watched it before. It's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Apparently, it's in season... Well, it is in season two. It's not apparently. It is actually in season two. But apparently, the show is about a guy who has been studying psychotropic drugs for his whole life. I think I said that word right. And uh, he's, I guess, into chemistry and a chemistry major and very interested in these kinds of drugs. And he goes out and investigates them. I watched two episodes, saw one and got into it and I watched the next one. Pretty wild shit. The first one, he goes to where they have the psychedelic toad. Now, there was always an episode of Beavis and Butthead where, like, Beavis breathes in the toad's butt. It might have actually been when they were on Tracy Ullman. That's how old these episodes of Beavis and Butthead were. Um, They, like, breathe in the fart's butt and, like, they get all stoned and whacked out. That's not really true. Um, But apparently there's a toad somewhere in the desert region of Mexico, Texas area, that has... Venom in pores all over its body. It looks like big zits. And they take the toad and they capture them and they put this venom into like a jar and they dry it out and they smoke it and they trip out for like, I don't know. It seemed like on the show they did it and it seemed like it was like for maybe, maybe a minute or two at the most. But apparently it like, sends you into this place where you like unlock this this connection with the earth and you figure things out and the host does it at the end and he connects with love and and he's a skeptic and he like can't believe it it's pretty wild uh i don't know if you know i would ever recommend it but that's i recommend the show it's interesting shit the next episode i watched was about peyote Peyote is this type of cactus that grows in the desert. It's apparently a scheduled one banned substance in the United States, but they have places on Native American soil where they're allowed to harvest it and use it for, I guess, uh, ceremonies, traditional ceremonies and things. And then there's like shaman in Mexico where it can also grow who have like these places you can go and and experience peyote and and get lost in the the high of peyote and the 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 trip out where you you know get really i i i I don't know how to describe it they say it's very strong and it lasts for a couple days and you uh have visuals and your body gets you know all whacked out and but you can have this connection with people and earth very, very cool show. I enjoy watching it. Uh, 
the guy is very scientific about it. You know, before they do any of this stuff, the doing of the of the of the drugs was actually like the last maybe quarter of the episode. They were hour long episodes, and the the first part of it was like the understanding, the chemistry of it, and the growth of it, and the the use of it in ancient cultures. Which like it's pretty cool. You find out that these things were used in these. Uh, I guess, I don't know if it was Aztec culture or, or uh, you know, different Native American cultures. And there's, like, evidence of, of these things being used for, like, on, you know, ancient texts. It's pretty wild. So they give you knowledge as well as, you know, some trippy TV. It was cool to watch. That's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, and I was on Viceland. So check it out. Where are we going to go next? You know what? I got one left as far as shows. And I'm going to go fanboy and I'm going to go reality on the same show. Fanboy style, bring first. Reality style, second. Show is called S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's on ABC. It's in like season four. I love the show. Marvel fanboy, here we go. I love the characters. I love the... The depth of the characters, the different powers, the, the way it ties into the whole MCU. That being said, this season starts really crazy. The team gets captured. The main team, Coulson, uh, Daisy, Mac, uh, May, and... Uh, oh, I'm sorry if I forget her name, the, the one from Brazil or Colombia. I, I think it's Brazil. Um, but uh, Yo-Yo? Yo-Yo, yes. They all get captured and apparently put in this room by some kind of weird agents you don't know anything about and there's uh, like a monolith there. And all of a sudden, there you screen you know, like bugs out and they wake up and they're in space on a spacecraft and all this crazy stuff's happening, and they gotta orient themselves to where they are. And there's people who are expecting them, and people who know who of them, and tales of them. And it's very strange. And the second episode, you get a little more comfortable with the, the story that they're telling. But while I'm watching it, it, you know, last season we had the framework. And it dragged on a little too much for me, but I liked it. This season, this thing seems just like what the framework would be, and it's not grounded in reality, and it's throwing me off a little bit, and I don't really like it. It's been two episodes. I'm not happy with the way they're going. I still love it because it's Marvel. I love the show, but I'm really not happy with where they're headed. I don't like this weird storyline i i hope it ties in somehow cool with the you know the rest of the season and i hope they're not there all season but i'm sticking with it because i love marvel and i've watched shield since it started and i've always liked the agency and the questions and the conundrums that it brings up of if it should even exist and uh you know, I can't recommend it if you don't like Marvel. If you do not like Marvel, do not watch it. If you do like Marvel a little bit, 
It's cool. If you like Marvel a lot and you're not watching it, I don't know what's wrong with you. That being said, I can't really give it a thumbs up yet. Or if I, I don't even know if I will for the season. But I watched it. So that wraps up the shows that I watched. I'll tell you about the two movies I watched. First movie that I've had in the box for a while. I've just been waiting to get around to it. It's called Birth of a Nation. The story of Nat Turner Rebellion. It was disturbing. Disturbing in such a way that it got the pit of my stomach upset. But disturbing in a way that the story needed to be told. And it's about slavery. It's about slave owners. And it's about Nat Turner finding religion through the Bible and using religion to empower himself and through that empower his family and empower the people living in his plantation. And then he got kind of sold as being able to, to tame quote unquote other slaves as using their religion. So now they're taking this thing that's supposed to be spiritual and helpful to their soul and making him use it at other plantations against other slaves and preaching the word of God to, to quote unquote, like I said before, tame them. And you see him finding this as wrong and, and ridiculous. So he starts quoting passages that give some empowerment and, and some encouragement to the other slaves to the, in, to the point where they have a rebellion and uh, I won't spoil it for you because you might want to see it, but it's a, it's a historical story, historical story. Well, it's a, it's a, it's in history. It's, you know, it's a part of history. It's a real story. It's a true story. And I've knew the story from history class growing up in school. And I, I knew of the story. So when I saw the movie, I knew what it was going to be about, but I wanted to see the way they told it. And it was told I think very well, um, made me very sick, you know, and also, you know, very sympathetic to any slave of any time because they have to go through this just insane thing that I can never comprehend. And just, it's, it bugs me out that this even happened and makes me feel sick, but I like to watch these things because I like to feel a connection to history, especially of my country. And even if it's a bad history and I feel a little shame, that's good because I want to feel connected to the people around me and the, and to feel a little bit of, of what the people fought for and went through to get me to where I'm at here, to be sitting in my own house, on my own piece of property, with my own microphone, in my own studio, recording on my own podcasting equipment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that helped me get here. Maybe because I'm white, the slave thing didn't, but the progress of humanity and and Americans definitely helped. So, that I take pride in. And if you own slaves and you're still alive somehow, or your family owned them and you're proud of that shit, go fuck yourself. Plain and simple. Go fuck yourself. You should never own anyone. Ever. 
If you have someone do something for you, you should compensate them by wages, bartering, or even a hug because they might have done it out of the kindness of their heart. You do it because you want to own somebody? Fuck you. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Say hi to the devil. I was trying to think of someone in, that's going to be in hell that they can say hi to, but I can't. You know what? Say hi to to who's bad person. I want to say like someone cool that's bad, but not cool because they're cool, but just like not like a like immediate bad person you would think of. I'm going to work on that, but I ruined that analogy or whatever you would call that grammar grammar type of thing I did, but I'm not going to edit it out because I fucked up and I keep it one zero zero one hundred, baby. DJ Tim Hines coming at you live at DJ DVR podcast, baby, on the socials. Yeah, so that's my little promotion voice. Let's talk about the next movie. Next movie was called Fifth Wave. It was a like a guess dystopian type, futuristic type movie, and. It had the only reason I watched it is because I saw Chloe Grace Moritz was in it and I like the stuff she's done. She's fun. She's just fun. Kick ass was fun and I can't even think right now with the other stuff I saw her but she's fun. So I watched it. It was cool. You know, uh people survive this this disease that comes through from these aliens and the first wave wipes out a certain amount of people, second wave, second, you know, and so on. And they're about to get to the fifth wave and she's badass and teams up with some, some rebellion and they fight. It's cool. You know, a little sci-fi, a little, uh, futuristic, little like zombie-ish, but they're not zombies, but you know, like little, like, I guess apocalyptic type shit. It was a movie. I watched it. I'm telling you about it. This is inside DJ's DVR is what I do. Bringing you what I watched. So let you know about it. And that wraps up the stuff I watched. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Everybody out there for listening. Sticking with me till the end. And uh, being with me for the Dirty Dozen. Episode 12. I made it to the Dirty Does, baby. Thank you, guys, for always supporting us. Even if you're just downloading. Or if you're going as far as becoming a platinum member on Patreon. Whatever you do helps out. May you be blessed by whatever deity or spiritual figure or person that encourages you and enlightens you in this world or this plane or whatever dimension you live on. May you feel it. Feel the power and feel the love. I send it to you through the microphone, through the speaker, into you, through your ear, invading your brain. The love invades. Thank you, guys. Remember, patreon.com slash DVR is where you can join and become a patron. Patreon. A patron. DVRpodcast.com is where you can find all the different information about the DVR Podcast Network. DJDVRpodcast.gmail.com is how you can get in touch with me. You could get on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Twitter.com slash DJ DVR podcast. This is it. I'm bringing it. I brought it. It's done. 
You guys, now it's your job to get back at me. I gave Susan a shout out last time. I gave Shadow Cat, Shadow Cat, Shadow, Shadow Cat a shout out this time. I gave my boy Axel a shout out. You want a shout out? Let me know. Be like, yo, I feel left out because I got a lot of friends out there. I want to know you're listening. I want to know who's out there. Sandra, you got the biggest shout out of the week because you rock. I'm going to send a shout out now to my main man, Mr. Heat Miser. Yo, please come soon. I hate this fucking cold weather. Heat Miser, please shout out. I gave you a shout out. I'll get you a guest spot. Whatever you want. Bring that heat. I like that shit. Come on. I like the warmth. Or anybody out there, if you want to send me like a ticket to go to like the equator for the winter, I'm in. I'll go, I'll record from there. I'll I'll tell you how much I'm sweating, how much I love it. But that's it. Everybody, have a merry, merry, happy, happy holiday season. Enjoy it. And if you don't celebrate no holidays, celebrate your friends. Give them a hug. Be like, what's up? I love you. Oh, and check out this podcast I've been listening to. This guy's cool. This guy's got a podcast and blah, 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 blah. Tell him that story. For now... I'm going to go, press play, see what's on. Peace.